Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast, and we are talking about newest entry into the Hunger Games series of movies, which is technically a prequel, The Hunger Games, The Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. And this is also like another book, that same line. It's also directed by Francis Lawrence, who did except for the first one. Gary Ross did the first one. And then Francis Lawrence did the subsequent movies, and then they broke out the last movie into two parts when it didn't need to be two parts. The writers are Michael Leslie, Michael Arndt, and Suzanne Collins. I think, isn't Suzanne Collins the writer of the books? Like, yeah. Unfortunately, it stars Rachel Ziegler, uh, Tom Blythe, and Viola Davis. The synopsis is Cornelia Snow mentors and develops feelings for the female district tribute during the 10th Hunger Games. So Cornelia Snow character technically would be Donald Sutherland's character. So at this point, he's maybe like 20-ish, maybe early 20s. But he had been in a life of privilege. His parents had lived in the the more affluent part of the Hunger Games world. Capital. Yeah, but something happened between his father. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> so he's basically at like some type of academy, and he gets picked to be one of the mentors. So basically he's equivalent to Woody Harrelson's character, that he's giving them tips a very early iteration of the hunger games so it's not as extravagant but it is still kind of analog for social media america's got talent mixed with american gladiators <laughs> and uh, rachel ziggler's character is one of the people from district 12 that is chosen so there's multiple people alongside of tom blythe's character Cornelia snow's character that is also acting as a mentor he and like another character start seeing things that, hey, well, this is wrong. When he meets Rachel Ziegler, he starts falling in love with her. Chain them up and put them in a zoo. <laughs> like, literally put them in a zoo. Meets her and it's like, I'm going to be bold. Befriend the lesser people. And people were shocked. And it's like, oh my God, like, what is he doing? Like, But again, he's affluent. And then you have the poor people, the ghetto people. Along with this, like, Rachel Ziegler is basically explained to him about, hey, well, we're oppressed and... See, because you come from a life of privilege, you don't understand how we live. Forming a bond and relationship with Rachel Ziegler, and then it jumps to, they're trying to be like some type of terrorist attack. I mean, these districts are all controlled by the capital city. But again, they all kind of play a part into this, but they're just basically the ghetto. And all the affluent people live in Elysium, the capital city. An explosion at the center of this arena where the Hunger Games is supposed to take place. And they're like, oh, we're going to still want to have it anyway. Tom Blythe, Cornelia Snow, still trying to help Rachel Ziegler navigate all this, but also trying to manipulate the Hunger Games in his vision. That The way that they kind of play it off is that maybe he's seeing the light about being in a life of privilege and then having fallen in love with someone that is not up to the station. Mm-hmm. So there's still that whole Hunger Games ass kids killing kids type thing. But Keith, how'd you feel about the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? How do you feel about that? I feel some straight up bullshit tediousness. I'm like, oh my. The last act of this movie is basically like an hour. 
the last act of the movie should not have been. This actually needed to be like a 10 episode TV. Yeah, well, what they were trying to do with like Divergent that they had filmed and not released into a TV series. And it's like, well, how's that all going to work when, you know, we signed on to a movie and all the contracts and stuff? But go ahead. The movie itself, you had three acts, three parts to the movie. First part being The Hunger Games, The Snow, and all this stuff. You had this little prequel, prologue. Yeah. In the beginning, that shows he and his cousin, when they're children, trying to go through the war. So you got little, if anything, any context to what was going on. You had to have been reading The Hunger Games and the novels and seen all the three, all four of the movies and the novels, the previous movies and the novels. Yeah. In order to understand the gravity of what was going on. Yeah, because again, this is all Donald Sutherland's character, a younger version of him. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a standalone, like, you, you know, you shouldn't have to know everything about it. But because they were so pressed for time that they had to get through all this stuff that they were going through, banking on the audience, understanding and knowing what was going on. You knew that this Pan Am country was in the midst of a civil war. Twelve districts or whatever rallied against the Capitol. You don't understand anything about the rebels. You don't know why they fought against the Capitol in the first place. Yeah. Like, you're just assuming that that, and I mean, that granted, after the Hunger Games, when Jennifer Lawrence, you understand why people fuck the Capitol yeah. because of the way that they fuck the living. the last three movies would have been more focused on that, but go ahead. Exactly. But this one, all 12 of these districts are rallying against this one city. Yeah, they because... explained that there was some type of incident that happened years prior that they had to put down all the districts, and they just said some event happened. That's the explanation. They don't talk about the rebels. They don't give you any context. It's just that the capital is bad. Some of the people are okay. They understand that the district's and oppression is wrong. But capital bad. Rachel Ziegler is just freedom explaining or yeah. privilege explaining. It's like, oh, we really could use some food. We don't eat. I'm going to get off of that part. So um, moving on. You get to the prologue. You get through that. You're like, okay, we're seeing the beginning of how this all started. This was supposed to show us and tell us what the fuck happened. And honestly, this is one of those situations where you, you need to not be faithful to the book. I think that's where the problem is coming from. Yeah. They were trying to take the book word for word and turn it into a script. You should have taken the core elements and ideas behind the book and then made them tell a prequel, not to the other novels. Yeah. So in this case, they should have started with the war, stuck with Snow's dad being a dick. And all the shit they were talking about, then they could have gone on to the second part, would have been the Hunger Games and how he fell in love with his Rachel Ziegler's character. Yeah. And then they could have done a simple epilogue where she betrays him and runs off. Cut it short like that and wrap yeah. it up in that terms. You cannot take this movie and try to make a fucking musical. Then the dancing and the song. And, yo, and here's the other one song that she kept singing. I'm like, yo, don't sing this song anymore. And then they did it three or four more times. <laughs> you know, it's her song of defiance. I'm just like, oh, God. And it's like, we're going to the you river. Know, the worst part this was, was that they were doing the Hunger Games portion, right? And I'm like, y'all got it made. There's a bunch of y'all in the a goddamn room. Fuck each other up and move on. Like, the Hunger Games in the previous movies was some elaborate shit. Yeah, like, I mean, it was like they were setting up death traps for people. The massive. game masters manipulating all that. Yeah, I mean, this shit was massive. And they were like going on, okay, now I got to survive. And then they got drones that don't fucking work. They, I mean, this they, is like going to your high school gym and like fighting out everybody, <laughs> like play some dodgeball. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly it. So make it show that why the game masters need to spice it up. 
and make things more interesting for the audience because it was like it was actually kind of boring and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But what you could have done was done it from what's her name's perspective solely, where she doesn't know what the fuck's going on, what to do. One guy is dying, turns out he's got fucking rabies and shit, and he's going off. And one dude gets crucified basically <laughs> like, yeah because he escaped i'm like you've got like five different things going on here and you don't have the time to properly invest in it so why put those five things in there at all you should have just stuck it to one thing where the pure fucking chaos felt like they were trying to make way too many different kinds of movies going on here like you really couldn't turn this into if you wanted to make do stick with the action and make it an action movie then they should have stuck with that just like all the place. Then that third act, it was just like, what it the fuck? It tries to turn into a war movie and talking about privilege. He is stripped of his privilege. Then he becomes just a grunt in the military, a nobody. And then he's seeing the, the essence of the rebellion around him. And he's questioning his loyalty to himself and to the Capitol and Rachel Ziegler's character and to one of his that, friends. That, that it also... made no sense. The dude was faithless and wishy-washy. And then at the very end, you're like, why is he now shooting at it? Like, what the fuck is going on? And that change happens so quickly. Let's escape, build a life together. Next thing you know, they go to a hut, and I think they're about to bone and shit. And he finds a bunch of guns, and he's like, oh, the gun. Oh, I think you're bad. But I'm going to go pick some Katniss. (laughs) Katniss is basically like some potatoes. (laughs) What the fuck am I looking at here? I mean, I don't understand. Someone explain this shit to me. That require explanations right now. Actually, you know what? I don't require explanations. I said that movie for two and a half hours. And, and here's the worst part. I watched a late show. So oh. the movie started at 1045. Oh, I joined in a lot of like 130. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, I'll put it like this. This movie is not good. The thing about the Hunger Games, the at least the first movie, it came out 2012. So this is pre-2016. So, not to get political, it's pre-2016. I guess the book might have been written maybe three or four years before that. So, the themes in the book. At that time, the Hunger Games, things like Twilight, like all these young adult novels were taken off. But the Hunger Games kind of stuck. People were, like, really into the Hunger Games, basically because of Jennifer Lawrence. But the core theme is standing up to the government. You have those subsequent movies that really lean into that, which is still pre-2016. And then 2016 happens, everything goes downhill. <laughs> and this movie comes out where it is art imitating life. I don't want to see this. This book came out 2020 at the height of certain things going on in government or certain people. This book comes out and is heavily influenced by this. And like, there's really no point for any more Hunger Games movies. There's no point for any more Hunger Games books. There's no point. There's no point. There's no point for this movie for it to be about Donald Sutherland's character who more or less did not play like that significant of a role in the whole entire Hunger Games. Well, no, he had a significant role. He had a huge role. I, I understand life. what his role was, but I'm talking about theatrically. He's not that important. Everybody that was important was basically Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Just in general, like this movie, between it essentially being a musical, Rachel Ziegler's character, for better or for worse, I mean, she's going to be Snow White, which is like, I guess they're refilming parts of that movie because that might turn out to be terrible. 
singing portion of this going off on her Disney type, uh, like, I'm just going to sing. And I'm singing to myself. And she's singing while people see her on TV. She's singing to herself. She's singing at the District 12 Club. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world did I get myself? Like, when did this become Chicago or like the Lion King or Broadway? Like, <laughs> I definitely was not understanding the musical part. I understood about the, the songbird, but that song kept being sung over and 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 over. Even when Tom Blythe's character, the Cornelius Snow's character, is wigging out, thinking that the Rachel Ziegler's character, like whatever her name was, Lucy Gray, he's basically losing his mind. And he's hearing the song in his head. And then he turns evil. His chick left him. We're going to have the Hunger Games the way that I want them. I think it's going to be murderous. (laughs) Kills that one dude. He's like, you're dead. Hunger Games. And that's how the movie ends. Big revelation. I'm like, nobody cares about the Hunger Games. The last movie was almost 10 years ago. No, the last movie wasn't that that long ago, was it? 2014. Told you. Yeah. 10 years ago. So nobody is caring about the Hunger Games. Like that ship has sailed. It's like coming up with more Twilight or more Divergent. Nobody's feeling that. Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Nobody's feeling that. Nobody wants to see any of that stuff. Giving this every fucking chance. Plotting and slow. Yeah. And didn't have any this stuff for a song. And then it goes back to being plotted and slow. The Canadian Snow's character is trying to help Lucy Gray survive the Hunger Games. And it's like, oh, so what happens when you go into the arena with your type of lifestyle? It's like, well, we just become carnal animals. <laughs> I don't care about any of this stuff. Or, hey, this is how the book was. I'm like, you don't have to follow the books. To this, word this for word. Page like, for the page. book was too nuanced. None of that, it could explain through, through the narrative that what is happening. We never understood what the deal was with this school and his social and financial situation. Yeah. You knew his ass was broke. Trying to, to pay the rent and stuff like that. And it's just like, because he thinks that becoming a mentor for the Hunger Games will help him make some money. Oh, that, he's trying his... to get the fifth prize. He's trying to get a prize for for his work and yeah. stuff. And he would get a prize. And then they say, well, no, it's not going to happen. You got to, they, they have to win. That's the only way you're going to get your fucking money. All right. So this is how the Hunger Games starts. This is how the mentor program starts. Instead of just dumping the kids into a pit and fight it out, they're going to spice it up, make it entertaining so that the, the masses watch. Yeah, and also they by this point, they, they're complaining that the Hunger Games aren't being watched the way that they should be. Never really explained what the necessity was because we don't understand the nature of the conflict. This is the opportunity for them to say, all right, this is what was going on. The world itself is fucked up. Panem is the last bastion of humanity. It has to run and function. This is why they're being dickheads and stuff like that. And it could be something as foolish as being, we're the best, we're the top. We want our money. We want to live a lap of luxury. The rest of these clowns can just work for us. They could have gone all in on that. But instead, it was this, we want to show them as being sympathetic. So they just do this other shit. I'm just like, eh, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, this is, this is dumb as fuck, you know? Like, you know, they want to do some action in this fucking thing. They could have split, like I said, into two parts. Show what happened, the war, and all the other shit, and all the fuck shit that went down with the war and stuff. 
and showing how what's his name had to survive and how he had to survive. That way you're invested into the character and seeing that he wins. And then he's frustrated because the only way he can win is if he can get this District 12 girl that he thinks is beneath him. He's got to elevate her and not just likable and that the people love her, but she's got to win. He can't win through his own merit. He's got, he can only achieve his dreams or whatever through her. Now, that's kind of interesting. So they should have gone all into that. Instead, you get this weird fucking romance plot. It's like, ah, yeah, that this does not pan out the way that you think it is. And yeah, the other guy was saying, I think the Hunger Games are evil and wrong, and I'm going to fight against it. You get the social justice warrior, like he's just going to do his thing. And you're just like, dude, we know you're dead. Like, that's just how it is. All right. So, Keith, what score would you give? This movie will be a zero because this shit was fucking terrible. I could barely watch it, but I would watch the Marvels before I watch this movie again. At the very least, the Marvels had some halfway decent special effects. I like Kamala Khan's character. I like Kamala Khan. She was quirky, spunky, and funny. I could watch her for this other thing. I couldn't watch any of these people. There yeah, was not one person. Well, I would just say this is also getting a zero for me. A couple of different standpoints. The movie's just too long. If the movie oh, was like an hour and a half, fine. You could have tackled so some of that stuff in an hour and a half. Rachel Ziegler needs to go away. She's not a star. They need to stop. They they are trying their hardest to make her into something. I think she was in that terrible Shazam movie, the second one. She's supposed to be playing Snow White. So this is like the we're gearing up for Rachel Ziegler to be Snow White. And like, I don't know about all this right now. And then the the way that it's shot and it's like so much close ups on a face. I'm like, I understand you want to showcase her, but it needs to stop. Like, it really just needs to stop. And then, but she's singing all the time. Please stop singing. Please. And she's singing the same song over and over. It's a song of resistance. And and it's a song of fighting. And I'm like, please, please stop singing this song. (laughs) So the fact that this turns into a musical rather than being a movie, utterly atrocious. And then Francis Lawrence directed this. So you should know how this needs to play out to the people watching the movie. I would never watch this again. The first Hunger Games, I could watch that. I can take some of that. Subsequent three, nah. Uh, I'm kind of done with that. But that first one's good. But again, all that came out pre-2016. So like, this movie coming out now with the themes that it has means nothing. It means nothing. At the time, the Hunger Games meant something. Because it's like, oh my God, we're standing up to the government. Now it's just like, oh, they do it every day, dog. <laughs> Pretty much. Why do I care about this shit? Like, this is dumb as fuck. I don't care about what the hell happens to you. I just don't care. Get the fuck down. All right. So with that, we'll call that the podcast. Peace Game Podcast. Don't see this movie.